Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Bottom of this hour, it's going to be Simona Maggiante Papadopoulos from Italy. Going to tell us what uh, the Italians, what other parts of Europe think of Zelensky. And it's different than what we've been told to think of him here. It's actually very interesting to hear her talk about it. Um, they seem to not be as big a fan or big of fans as we are here when it comes to Zelensky. But also what the ramifications are of the sanctions. Is it just hurting Russia? Is it hurting other parts of Europe? Also, the mandates when it comes to COVID in Italy and elsewhere. Very interesting conversation. Plus, we've got the latest on the possible confirmation of Kajani Brown-Jackson which looks like it's going to happen now, and I'll tell you why I say that in a moment. First, we've got to remind you that it is the Joe Pag Show for your Monday. Motown Monday. Chocolate voice, getting it done. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? You're okay. I agree. Polo making it happen? Sam in the house? Before I get into the substance of what I want to talk about, I'll just ask this question to those who are watching and listening. Why is Mitt Romney the senator from Utah? I don't understand. Another question, why is Lisa Murkowski the senator from, from Alaska? It's a very red state. Utah's a very red state. Is Mitt Romney that good a liar, really? Keep in mind, this guy is the guy who ran in 2012, did very, very well against Barack Obama in the first debate. Very, very well. After that, not so much. Almost like he took his foot off the pedal. It's weird. Suddenly, he backed off. It was very strange to me. He also really, really wanted Trump's endorsement and money in the 2012 election. He got it. And then he railed on Trump and hated Trump heading into the 2016 election, going on and on about how we shouldn't elect Trump. And then when he wanted to get Trump's help to run for Senate, he got Trump's help, and that helped him win the Senate, and then he turned on Trump again. Mitt Romney is the same guy who was the governor of Massachusetts who was pro-choice and then says... Woke up one day and said he was pro-life. Now, here's a guy who's a lifelong Mormon. I'm not sure that Mormons believe in aborting unborn children. Very strange. But Mitt Romney seems to be this guy who will go as the wind blows. And Carol, I'm going to ask you a very non-journalistic question. Mm -hmm. But could the draw of Mitt Romney be that he's a good-looking guy? No, I don't think so. Because when it comes to conservative or Republican circles, the guy has turned his back on people who allegedly are aligned with him a lot of times. Mm-hmm. He's going to vote for Katani Brown-Jackson now. Katanji, Katanji. Brown-Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Now, keep in mind, when I was in um, in the Albany media market, Albany's connected to Detroit, I was a television news anchor there. Um, they ran commercials because we got into Pittsfield, Massachusetts. They ran commercials there um, for Mitt Romney, who was running for governor. And in the commercials, and I found this to be a little bit weird, he's like chopping wood with no shirt on. What? Really? Yeah. Look it up. Mitt Romney, no oh, shirt. Okay. Okay. Shirtless Mitt Romney. Hmm. 
Now think about well, it. Let's say Murkowski's running. This is going to make some people in Alaska ill. I'm sorry. But Murkowski's running for Senate and she's like in a bikini. I mean, that just wouldn't make sense, would it? I would say no. Shirtless Mitt Romney, he's got, he's, he's got dreamy hair. That doesn't hair. make sense to me, but okay. Um, Somehow one. get that. Somehow one. Then he goes to Utah, and I, I guess he either helped or screwed up the Olympics there. It depends on who you talk to, whether he helped them or screwed them up. And then he wins the Senate seat with the help of Trump and then turns on Trump again. I hope Trump has learned his lesson with Mitt Romney. I think he has. I mean, Mitt, Mitt Romney also like said yes to impeaching him too, right? So at least one of the times, I think one of the two times he did. Um, Either way, Mitt Romney has announced that he's going to vote for Katanji Brown-Jackson. You've got a, sort of an overview story of whether she's getting out of committee or not yeah. and what it looks like going into the Senate. Go ahead. I do. Well, let me just say that I Googled that shirtless Mitt Romney and there are more pictures than I thought there were going to be. There you go. Uh, when you do that. So, that's it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's funny how quickly you, you, you Googled that. I'll ask you to Google a news story. <laughs> and I do it. Takes it a day and a half as sometimes. As soon as you ask me to. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. This is from CBS News. The Senate on Monday voted to bring Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, Supreme Court nomination, to the floor for a final vote, clearing a procedural hurdle after the Judiciary Committee deadlocked earlier in the day on advancing her nomination. Jackson, a judge on the federal appeals court in Washington, will likely be narrowly confirmed by the full Senate by the end of the week. Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine announced last week she will support Jackson's nomination. And Senators Mitt Romney of Utah and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska followed suit on Monday, saying they would support Jackson. The support from the three GOP senators ensures Jackson will become the first black woman to sit on the Supreme Court. After reviewing Judge Jackson's record and testimony, I have concluded she is a well-qualified jurist and a person of honor, Romney said. While I do not expect to agree with every decision she may make on the court, I believe she more than meets the standard of excellence and integrity. At the motion to discharge Jackson's nomination out of committee passed by a vote of 53 to 47 in the full Senate after the Judiciary Committee split along party lines through Republicans, Collins, Murkowski, and Romney joined with Democrats on the motion. There you go. I'm actually showing it now. After reviewing Judge Jackson's record and testimony, Carrie just read this, I've concluded that, it's, uh, that she is a well-qualified jurist and a person of honor. While I do not expect to agree with every decision she may make on the court, I believe that she more than meets the standard of excellence and integrity. I congratulate Judge Jackson on her expected confirmation and look forward to her continued service to our nation, U.S. Senator Mitt Romney. Um, he is the quintessential rhino. He's a liar. And here's what I mean. You know, if you're going to disagree with her on something that isn't as overwhelming as abortion, I understand. But he knows that she's pro-abort. She is pro-kill that unborn kid. It's who she is. It's what she believes. She is somebody who was light in sentencing on pedophiles. Again, keep in mind, when you when you go in front of a judge, if you're convicted, there are recommended, man, well, they're not mandatory, they're recommended minimums. It used to be mandatory minimums. They've changed that, and, and Judge Poe last week explained that to us. There are recommended minimums. She was giving half the sentence of the recommended minimum. The recommended lowest sentence you should give, she was giving half of that. These are people who were dealing in child pornography and pedophilia. And some of these people that she let out so early went and, I mean, the rate of recidivism was through the roof with her because there wasn't much of a punishment. She couldn't define woman. And Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, and Susan Collins all are confirming her. They're going to confirm her. 
They really let that sink in. Maine, I have no idea why you reelected Susan Collins. I don't understand. And we're on in Maine. I've never heard anybody in Maine tell me why that's the case. Well, the other guy wasn't quite good enough. Yeah, that's what they say about, about Shooty in Michigan. You sat there and you took Whitmer, who has been an absolute abomination. By the way, we'll have Tudor Dixon on this week, who was running against Whitmer for Michigan um, governor. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, Carrie, we've got a huge week this week. Mm-hmm. Huge. It's big. Donnie Brasco, you know, Joe Pistone, oh, three-part that. series. Yeah, that's going to be yep. good. That's going to be good. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll do that then. We're, uh, we're working on Tudor Dixon, who I think we're going to have on Wednesday. I think that's already confirmed. We've got, uh, we're working on Lara Logan. Been talking to her a lot. We'll have her on soon. Oh, I like that. Probably like this her. week. There's a lot going on. There's a lot You're, going look on. Look at you, working for the people. Well, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not over here really showing my. Too, so. Not over here showing my prom pictures from the '80s, but <laughs> it is not um, from the '80s. Oh, that's totally from the it '80s. It is not. No, it is not. No. That at the very latest is 1989. Nope. Nope. 1990 is the last year All right. in the '80s. No, I, we had Thank this you. argument before. Thank you. No. It's 1990. That means that's 90s. It's the 90s. No, it's not. It is too. No, it's not. It is too. In my mind, <laughs> it's the 90s. Yeah. So you're telling me year nine was the end of the first decade? <sighs> Thank you. Point made, point taken. Oh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The year 10 was the last year in the first decade. Oh, it was the 90s. 1990 the 90s. was the end of the 80s. Maybe it was 1995 or 96. I was so totally not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. I, I'm much older, obviously. Mine would have been 1983 or 1984, but nobody liked me enough. So I didn't go to the prom. <laughs> you didn't get a picture. I went yeah. there and played the saxophone. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot going on this week, and we're bringing it for you. Make sure that you don't miss one second of any of these shows. So uh, I've got to get phone calls from people who actually thought that Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, or Mitt Romney were actually Republicans or conservatives. They're not. They are not only middle of the road, they're left-leaning middle of the road. You're a lifelong Mormon, a guy who thinks he's the moral high ground against Donald Trump. Remember, this guy was more against Donald Trump than he is against Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who we know is pro-abort big time. We know is pro-pedophile big time. We know is light on sentencing for other criminals big time. We know that she was the defense attorney for many abortion organizations. And Mitt Romney says, yeah, I might disagree with her on some stuff, as he tried to get President Trump removed. Come on, dude. I mean, what are we talking about here? And Lisa Murkowski, Alaska, I love you. But this is embarrassing now. How does she keep getting reelected? This is somebody who is not representative of the way life is in Alaska. So your thoughts about these three turncoat Republicans, these rhinos, and please stop spelling it R-H-I-N-O. It's R-I-N-O, Republican in name only. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. Joe Pags. Stevie Wonder on a Motown Monday. Glad to have you here. The Joe Pags Show. 888-941-PAGS. 
JoePags.com. Glad to have you along for the ride. You've got three rhinos that are going to be voting for Katanji Brown-Jackson. Doesn't make any sense. She is the furthest thing you'll ever find a constitutionalist. Furthest thing you'll ever find to somebody who's hard on crime. Furthest thing you'll ever find to somebody who actually cares about the text of the Constitution. She is going to be in that job, and she's going to get the job. She's going to be in the job doing the wrong thing for the American people and trying to bring social justice and some form of equity to the Supreme Court, which is ridiculous. So, eight 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 nine four one Pags. Your thought about your thoughts about Romney, Collins, and Murkowski voting for her. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. JoePags.com. I definitely want to hear from you. We also have um, Simona Magiante Papadopoulos at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for her. Let me tell you in the meantime about Stamps.com, a great organization, great uh, smart business move, to be honest with you. Very smart business move. You get Stamps.com and you stop wasting time waiting in line at the post officer at UPS. Okay, again, Stamps.com, been doing this for more than 20 years now, helping people out like you. They're small businesses. A lot of people went online during COVID, so why not get the ability to, wherever you happen to be, with your computer and printer, you can print out USPS or UPS shipping labels. You can print this out and pay for it right there. You don't wait in line. Get big discounts, too. Up to 40% off of USPS rates, 76% off of UPS. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle, Etsy shop, a full-blown warehouse, shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. You've got to go to the website, though, to find out how. Go right now to Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code PAGS, P-A-G-S, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, a digital scale. You don't have to worry about long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter my code PAGS, P-A-G-S. Start saving money right now. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be Alaska and Kent. Ken, explain to me why she's the senator. She was appointed by her dad long ago and through a whole bunch of skillful sets of maneuverance she stayed there but she her unfavorability rating is sky high i don't know if she's going to make it this time but they did her her minions got our uh, a big thing and a proposition up here in alaska to get ranked choice voting in, instituted that'd be the only chance she guys are going to make it right now but uh she uh, she's awful man i mean uh, she has voted against alaskans if you want to know who she works for your bumper music was her theme song by the way Really? Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Because you look at her list of contributors, then you know who she works for. Well, how is she getting by saying that she's a Republican? And why are people in Alaska falling for it? And the ranked choice thing is what? If she's if she ends up as one of the choices out of four or five, then she still can win? Yes, absolutely. And uh, they've got that instituted uh, through opposition, which I don't think they should have been able to fix the, to change the state constitution by simple majority of their proposition, but they did. But uh, her uh, one time she got in there, uh, one of her most favored uh, opposition dropped out mysteriously at the end. That's how she got in there last time. Another time she did not get through the primary, and so she came back in as a write-in vote, and then they went in and got all of the, uh, well, they call them independents, but they got liberals to, to sign her on a write-in vote. And she got in that way. So she is not a majority voted in person at all. Wow. She's just been playing the get elected game very well. She's despicable. She really is. Well, I pray that you guys get rid of her because she's not doing the, the work of the American people. She's not doing the work of Alaskans. That's for sure. Let me go back at it. Let me say hello and welcome to line two. It's going to be um, Roby. Roby, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on. You bet. 
Uh, how many minutes do I get? Well, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> what do you What do you have? Um, if we don't, if they just make a book, Democrat rule book, break all the laws. They just change them, and then the Republicans fold on it. They do an amendment, they change that. It, somebody write a book that says, Democrat rule book, how to play against them. Because obviously these Republicans who have been there for God knows how long, well, there's a joke anyway. Um, yeah, why, why, if she gets in, that's an appointed seat forever. Right. And once you're in, nobody can say anything. That's it. All right, Roby, I appreciate it. Roby wanted to know how many minutes he had. Mm-hmm. Carrie, that was, I've not only heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> many, how many minutes, minutes do I have? Give me? yeah. Well, he's right. There's only one way to get rid of a Supreme Court justice, and that's through impeachment. Um, and just last week, they were talking about trying to impeach Clarence Thomas. Now, idiots in the media have been saying that she would be the first black justice, which is not true. Thurgood Marshall and, of course, Clarence Thomas. So, I mean, what, why? I mean, I don't understand why you'd say something so stupid. But again, they want to they want to make believe this is somehow the first time a black person has ever gotten on the court. It's not true. And again, I'm all for black people on the court. I actually did a TikTok and a, a video up on Instagram and elsewhere earlier about the uh, the judge that was nominated by Bush to be in the I think the D.C. Circuit, and then she would have been nominated for the seat that Alito ended up getting under Bush. But uh, Joe Biden and Robert Byrd did all they could to stop you know you know the KKK guy Robert Byrd. Mm-hmm. They did all they could to stop her. And, and that seemed to be just fine with Joe Biden. Now he's going to be the guy that, that appoints the first black woman, which is ridiculous. Um, Steve, Alaska, explain yourself. Come on. Hey, I was glad to hear about uh, the first guy explained how Lisa Murkowski got in. I've been in Alaska 13 years, came from Western Washington, liberal Seattle, trying to get away from that kind of thing. But uh, I'll tell you the way she stays in, she... There's enough rhino voters that like her position as the head person that's been there that long to kind of make her get in. They did a survey a while ago, um, uh, approval rating survey, and she ranks higher in approval when you take out the Republican vote to, to moderates and Democrats than she does if you take the Democrat vote out with moderates and Republicans. So she's not really voted in by Republicans. She's voted in by the liberals and the Democrats. So she should move parties. I don't know how she, why she keeps on getting in this party, but she's not going to get out like the guy said with this rank choice voting. That should have never been done. But that's how she stays in because the she she ranks higher with the Democrats than the Republicans, and they vote for her. Hi, right, Steve. I appreciate that. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Carrie, I don't have any time, so I just wanted to talk about this for maybe 20 seconds. Elon Musk bought a bunch of Twitter. What did he buy, like 9% he, of Twitter? 9.2% Is he the controller now? stake. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he controls so, I mean, now it, almost 73.5 million shares of the company. He is now the largest shareholder. <laughs> what if he just starts that? firing people and actually makes it a free speech site? Wouldn't that be something? That would be that would be crazy. Mm. I think it's hilarious because you know people in Silicon Valley are shaking in their boots. They're like, what did he do? Oh, yeah. crap. We're in trouble. I love this move. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Simona, when we come back, stay here. Joe Pags.
Thanks a lot for stopping by. Appreciate you being here. Really glad to have back Simona Bajante Papadopoulos. She, of course, is joining us from Italy. She's an interviewer. She's also somebody who you've seen in fashion. And she's given us great insight into what the impact of this invasion from Russia on Ukraine means to Europe, what the sanctions mean, and, and what it is that we're not hearing on this side. Simona, good to see you. How are you? Hi, very well. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. You were tweeting out earlier today something about Zelensky. Now, we don't know that much about Zelensky, the leader of Ukraine. Um, I know that he shut down a lot of the, the opposing parties and the opposing journalists. That's something that I don't like. Of course, you know, we don't believe in that here. Um, at the same time, we're looking at this guy like he's a hero. He is under attack by Russia, and he's the guy who's going to save the world. You tweeted something that was, well, maybe we don't really know him that well on this side of the world. What, what, what should we know about Zelensky, the leader of, uh, of Ukraine? Well, first and foremost, uh, there is uh, uh, a crazy idolization of this character, which happens to be nothing more, nothing less than a comedian who entered into politics and became rich out of it. So he's uh, one of the most corrupted uh, people in Europe right now. Uh, we he had the opportunity to stop this uh, conflict when before Russia attacked uh, he had, it was clear that accessing NATO wasn't even an option, but obviously escalated the conflict, uh, begging to access on one side the European Union, on the other side the NATO. Now, uh, do people understand that uh, uh, being invaded uh, by any country for whatever reason, uh, it's not a ground to ask for accession to NATO or EU? The criteria to actually be part of these two unions are completely different. Uh, Zelensky has been absolutely reckless. Uh, we have also uh, press uh, talking about uh, his corruption, his uh, villas in Italy uh, of uh, over $2 billion. Uh, we are actually a lot of information that are not aired in the United States where I see there is a, a sort of idealization of Zelensky. Zelensky yeah. is no hero. Zelensky is somebody who actually had all the means to stop the, this conflict but decided to escalate it. Uh, how? Basically um, refuting the condition, for example, of neutrality while he knew that accessing NATO wasn't even an option before Russia attacked. Well, so. well I, want, I want to stop you there. It's very good information. I know that he was a comedian. I know that he was on Dancing with the Stars. I know that this guy played a role of the president in a TV show in Ukraine, and then suddenly he was the president. Now, what I understand yeah. of Ukraine before Zelensky, it was really, really corrupt, like Biden corrupt. And now with Zelensky, it supposedly is a little bit better. Is it not better? No, absolutely. Actually, um, Zelensky is, uh, as you said, is a comedian, is a clown, is somebody who definitely is using his acting skills to persuade a lot of people uh, of being uh, some sort of competent leader. But he, he demonstrated that he doesn't understand anything of what he's doing. And uh, he's, uh, uh, he's also well known for his uh, relationship with the oligarchs, in particular one oligarch that made him very rich. So we are uh, talking about one of the most corrupted country in the European Union. Yeah. Uh, we know that uh, Joe Biden, uh, already at the time he was vice president under the Obama administration, uh, pushed his son uh, into this uh, offshore company, Burisma, that right. all Americans have heard about, uh, that not only happened to make him rich, but also happened to be investigated for criminal activities like money laundering, which is a totally different issue. And we know also that Joe Biden had the power at the time to dismiss, to actually request the Ukrainian parliament to, to dismiss the prosecutor looking into Burisma. So we are 
Actually, it's a case study of the external management of a country. Ukraine has been managed by the United States See, ever since its recession from the USSR, uh, during my work uh, in Ukraine for the documentary The Everlasting Present, I had uh, the chance to interview and sit at the table with uh, uh, the political leaders of modern right. Ukraine. I actually dig into this high corruption, I dig into this uh, uh, crucial events uh, that see the interference of the West, our agency, NGOs, George Soros. So I really truly recommend to watch this documentary because it's intense of facts that are fact-checked, by the way, not, none of them have been proved to be false. Right. It's not Russian propaganda. You know, there is an interesting article in Italy that came up today in which uh, this journalist, uh, his name is Roberto Vivaldelli, it's uh, one journalist of the Giornale, he, he asked why in America every information that the conflict, their narrative, uh, it's labeled as Russian propaganda. Because according to what we hear in the United States, uh, uh, the entire Italian government is doing Russia propaganda. Right. Even here they're pushing a narrative, but we're a little bit ob more objective when it comes to facts. For example, Zelensky uh, is, not, uh, is not an idol at all. I mean, Zelensky right. is seen as a clown. Well, and, and here, they, we're treating him like an idol. It's Simona Magente Papadopoulos uh, coming to us live from Italy. Uh, and Simona, let me, let me sort of put it this way, and I know that you understand this, you're extremely intelligent. Here, we see Russia roll tanks in, and they're killing people in Ukraine. We're seeing Russia bringing war on Ukraine. We don't really know why. The story that we're getting here is that Putin wants to put the Soviet Union back together. What you just said is something that I've learned as well from you and from others, that it's really about Russia being afraid that Ukraine would be in NATO. And all we had to say was Ukraine's not going to be in NATO, and perhaps this doesn't happen. That doesn't excuse Putin from killing innocent people, and we want that to stop. So it's hard for us to look at Zelensky with critical eyes because Zelensky is the guy who's on the receiving end of Russia killing his own people. So how do you how do you suppose that we could have avoided this? What could Biden have done to stop Russia from ever doing this? Could he have done anything? Absolutely. Biden is only escalating a conflict, uh, pushing into uh, into the people's mind this propaganda that it's uh, some sort of right of Ukraine to access NATO when we know uh, access access to NATO was already considered not an option long time ago. Already Gorbachev and Yeltsin made it clear that expansion of NATO at the border with Russia was going to become a, a diplomatic bomb. Right. On the other hand. We also know with the missiles crisis in Cuba back on time, the United States didn't appreciate uh, Russian missiles uh, uh, nearby at the, at the border, which they consider Cuba the border. So uh, it's uh, whoever has uh, is familiar with diplomacy understand that uh, Biden is uh, actually causing uh, a crisis instead of smoothing it. And if you really cared about uh, importing democracy, where he believes uh, uh, democracy do not exist, he wouldn't have withdrawn troops from Afghanistan the way he did. Right. Of course, uh, I'm not saying that troops should have stayed there, but the way he did it is extremely uh, reckless. And it, told, and, it told, and it told Putin that we're weak. And it told Xi in China that we're weak. It's Simona Maggiante Papadopoulos. We appreciate you coming to us from Italy. Let me ask you this. Here, we're so far away here. We're feeling the economic impact some. But what is the impact on Europe? Is there a fear in Europe that Russia will continue to expand and attack other countries? Do we know that it's going to stay in Ukraine? Uh, what is the European perspective on what's going on right now and how this thing ends? Well, what's going on in Europe is, uh, is that the sanction implemented to, with, to, to Putin, to Russia, has weakened our economy already so badly. 
we will know how much of self-sufficiency in terms of uh, gas supply we have, in terms of wheat. Our economies are completely interlinked and Russia provides 40% of the gas supply to all European countries. So this uh, uh, following in some way America, Joe Biden instruction, because that's what European Brussels has done, has been suicidal and it's going to be terrible. It already has a terrible impact on our economy, the price of gas, went to the stars and uh, also think about our food economy, the wheat in Italy in particular. We, we have a, a self-sufficiency uh, of supply only for the last, next month. Wow. So autonomy of one month, that's what, what we have. Uh, in reality, uh, there is also uh, this, uh, this completely suicidal policies of implementing uh, uh, sanctions that are sacrificing our own economies. For what? I guess what European do they ask themselves why we are doing that for in the end a very corrupted country like Ukraine with a reckless leader who is actually using weaponizing these attacks to make reckless requests and cause a worldwide crisis. Uh, imagine if NATO will ever decide to intervene. There will be the end of the peace in the world. And people underestimate that because they are so brainwashed with this demagogy, demagogy of peace. Right. They don't understand what's really going on. Yeah, what's interesting is that for years and years we said Ukraine was not going to be in NATO, and Ukraine actually doesn't qualify to be in NATO. But for some reason, uh, for some reason, Joe Biden in the last year and a half said, eh, maybe we'll put him in NATO. I mean, he should not have said that. It was just a dumb thing to say. And then he says things like he's going to take Putin out of power, we're going to send in American troops, we're going to respond with chemical weapons. What is the response in Europe in general to the difference between Trump as the president here and Biden as the president? Well, Biden is a threat to the world. Uh, you like Trump or not, he had a very successful presidency. He guaranteed peace in the world. And Biden's just a threat, a weak image. Uh, United States of America really uh, became less uh, than, uh, than what we... The image of the United States of America became so weak with Biden. Right. Even his appearances in Brussels were really somewhat pathetic. That's true. I mean, and, and the world leaders saw that, and a lot of them were disputing what Biden himself was saying. And then Biden comes back home and pretends like he never said these things. It's very, very strange. It's Simona uh, Mangiante Papadopoulos. Go and follow her, Simona underscore Mangiante underscore over on Instagram, also on Twitter. And uh, I, I want to switch gears here, if you don't mind, in the time we have remaining, to the COVID restrictions. They're very, very strange here, where New York is getting rid of restrictions, and then they're adding some more back, and then the CDC says we're good, and then you got Fauci saying take more shots. What's the story in in, uh, in Europe? I know that you just got over COVID and thank God you're okay. First of all, yeah. what, did that, what did that feel like? I mean, you, you, you said that it was kind of just like being sick, um, but, but you're good and thank God. But what are the restrictions yeah. there? What are the mandates there? Fill me in. Well, most of the European countries, including UK and France, are lifting the mandate. Italy is a, a case apart. Italy is still implementing restrictions. Not only is implementing these uh, a crazy uh, useless measure of the Green Pass, which is equivalent to a vaccination card, uh, which doesn't prevent you to, to get the virus, virus and to transmit it. Right. I make an example. Uh, I, uh, before I got tested for COVID at the pharmacy, I just walked in a coffee shop with my Green Pass and I had a cappuccino. 
uh, 10 minutes later, I found out I was positive. Now, what does this tell us about uh, these uh, stupid mandates that they absolutely do not prevent the spreading of the virus? I was actually legally spreading the virus in a coffee shop. That's actually, from the uh, legal point of view, that's what happened. Uh, COVID, the, the last uh, strain of COVID, I had it uh, two weeks ago, it's very mild. I had much worse flu, trust me. And uh, independently by the fact you're vaccinated or not, according to the, you know, I had to do my vaccine against my will uh, because I had to work over a year ago and, uh, you know, I didn't repeat the, the doses. And right. I really regret it, though I, I really think I had a placebo, thanks God, because uh, I, I saw many people impacted in a very bad way by vaccine. So I wouldn't underestimate uh, that having a fourth dose at this point can be much more dangerous than getting a virus and natural immunity. We are actually teaching people to be scared of sneezing. That's what they're doing. And this is another crazy propaganda. I was in my bed and I was expecting the worst to come. And I was saying, okay, when am I going to go feel like dying? And this didn't happen. So why? Because I got the cold. I got the cold, the cold, the COVID. Here, so I want to thank God you're okay. Here, they're pushing the fourth booster. Um, are they doing the same thing in, in Italy and throughout Europe? And, and uh, let me ask you a further question. Here, Pfizer and Moderna are spending billions of dollars, well, millions at least, on advertising, and they're making billions of dollars pretending that this will somehow prevent you from getting it and prevent you from spreading it. And again, as you said, this doesn't prevent you from getting it or spreading it. Are they advertising the same way in Italy and throughout Europe? Are they pushing a fourth booster? Yes, they are. And unfortunately, uh, on this aspect, uh, I really uh, say kudos to Americans because they are much more awakened and uh, free than Europeans. Here, people are so proud of taking the fourth dose that they are not. They are still waiting to, to take the fifth dose. Wow. Of course, not all of them, but the majority of them are so, uh, they, they feel they are um, serving, uh, you know, like humanity and they're doing something major and they're just so good participating into this world experiment. I mean, we know now that even with four doses, you can take the virus. Why people are still believe that this vaccine work? No, it, why didn't believe? You're absolutely right. I mean, why why would we possibly believe that it's going to work when natural immunity, like you just said, actually lasts much longer than any vaccination? Natural immunity, some studies show, will go for 20 months, almost two years of natural immunity. Why would you wait in line and get a fourth booster if you've already had COVID? You're actually protected for a long time. It's Simona Mangiante uh, Papadopoulos. Let me ask you one question just in general terms. I haven't been to Italy since I was 15. Uh, it's been a long <laughs> yep. time. I have to come back. I would love to come back. Um, but it's been a long, long time. I found it to be a very free country. Um, is it free? It is a democracy. I know that. But does it have freedoms like we expect here in America? Absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. It's not free at all. Maybe uh, there are differences between America and Italy that uh, here you still have uh, uh, a free press. Like uh, you're not censored, you still have national TV who air inflammatory content, while in America you are immediately labeled as uh, a Russian agent right. or uh, somebody who does propaganda. But on the other aspect, uh, people are much more observant of this uh, uh, mandate, uh, so much more enslaved in their brain uh, to follow what the government to tell them to do. So from the, uh, it's, it's really a mix. But I wouldn't say Italy is a free country at all, unfortunately. Actually, it's taking, uh, importing the worst from America. <laughs> Very interesting. So, so a freer press, but people believe the government and do what the government says more often. Exactly, which is crazy. Like, is. technically, they should 
yeah, they should have access to more information, but at the same time, they follow the mainstream uh, uh, narratives all the time. Like, uh, if you think out of the box, you're still like a sort of a fringe group, Go but you still can talk. Uh, that's, it's very interesting to me. I would like to come back and I would like to compare it to what I live through now. It's Simona Magiante Papadopoulos. Go and follow her. Simona underscore Magiante underscore over on Instagram and on Twitter. Go check out the documentary series that she's involved in as well. Simona, thanks a million. Let's do this again soon. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate you. you. We're back after this. Bye. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Motown Monday, glad to have you. Love having Simona on from Italy, giving us a, a first-hand view of exactly what's happening in Europe, the thoughts about Zelensky and what's happening in Ukraine. It's all very interesting to me. I do I do want to reference um, the Elon Musk thing again. Over 9% he bought of Twitter. He's now got the controlling shares, I guess. Or I don't know how you do that with 9%. I guess it's really watered down. But they've got to be shaking their boots in, um, uh, in Silicon Valley. And as Polo said, uh, they're actually... There's talk of that he may, in fact, reinstate Trump, which would make a lot of sense. That's really, that's cra- it's a crazy story. We're going to keep on that. I wonder if he's going to try to, to leverage that company or do his own. I mean, by this kind of spend, it looks like he's going to try to get that one. Let's do pop culture. Ah! Dirty pop. Ah, ah, pop, yeah, pop. <laughs> Follow what's going on. All right, so, I mean, you've stated lots of times that you're a big Elvis fan, right? Huge. All right, you remember back, well... You weren't around back then, but uh, the the story of, of him having to stop his career and then and go and serve in the military. Yes. And so apparently, this I I don't know how familiar you are with K-pop, but the group BTS, their South Korean boy band, I guess right. they're they're going to have to do the same thing too, and they and it's required by all uh, males eighteen to twenty eight to serve eighteen months in the wow. military. They've got huge fans around the globe. They're going to freak out over this. Yeah. All right. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a good night. This is the Joe Pegg Show.